Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. If you're doing some recording at home or in your rehearsal space with your band on your computer, you're already using a DAW of some kind, and you have a sense of how many fine controls are available. If you're not, well, you should be recording. So stay with me here. DAWs are computer implementations of recording studio gear. You typically have an editing space, and a mixing space. The editing space is well suited to mouse or trackpad positioning if you zoom into the appropriate level to be as exacting as you might wish. The mixing space is something completely different, particularly when you need to do more than make macro adjustments of faders. This comes to all of us eventually, as you want to place items in the sound field through panning or to route output from a track to a different bus or an aux track. As soon as we start dealing with multiple tracks for mixing and then bringing them all together for mastering, we will start to get mouse or trackpad fatigue. My primary DAWs are Logic Pro for most everything and Studio One when I have to use Windows. While they're different DAWs, it's not too hard moving between them. And if I did not have such a long history with Logic, I could probably be fine with just Studio One. Now that Fender has bought Presonus, I see opportunities for expansion but I'm not without fear that they will break something that works so very well as they try to dumb things down. Sorry for the off-topic rant there. In either case, I find that mouse or trackpad are not so convenient as a control surface. A control surface is a physical device that connects to the computer, commonly via USB, and it behaves like a studio board. There'll be faders, best motorized for when you're going to do automation, and if you're not doing it yet, you're gonna. You want pan controls, track selectors, track arming buttons, solo buttons, mute buttons, as well as, of course, the ability to turn on record, play, stop, jump forward, jump backward, and loop buttons. Depending on how complex your recording and mixing operations are, you have some really great options when you bring in a control surface. If it's just you recording, or you're mixing tracks after recording, many folks find that they are well suited to a single track at a time unit like the PreSonus fader port. It's a really simple device that is automatically fully recognized out of the gate by PreSonus Studio One, and frankly, it works just fine with Logic Pro as well. It can be customized for either, and it is documented to work well with a variety of other DAWs. The user interface is very simple, and nice and large enough that even folks with short sausage fingers like myself can be engaged without hitting several buttons all at once. The motorized fader is quick and very quiet, and all the buttons are backlit. There is a single multifunction rotating knob that can provide all kinds of different services based on the function button selected. I find it ideal, for example, to precisely control the pan placement of tracks in the mix. The fader port sells for about $300 Canadian. Behringer has a one-track unit called the X-Touch 1 that sells for about $260 Canadian, which includes a jog wheel for moving back and forth along the timeline, in addition to acting as a switchable rotary control. 
Now, if you need more than one fader concurrently, there are options there as well. Behringer does a product with nine faders, providing eight tracks and one master called the X-Touch. I bought one of these and I like it a lot. It supports the Mackie and HUI protocols, so consequently, it interfaces with pretty much every DAW. The top deck is very much like a studio board, so it's a bit cluttered, but it is a one press for every selection, unlike what we find in the fader port for more functionality. It also has what are called scribble strips, which show the track information from your DAW, where in the past those would have been masking tape with the name of the track instrument scribbled on it in pencil, hence the name scribble strip. Now, if you don't need scribble strips or that big jog wheel, consider the X-Touch Compact, which is smaller and sells for about 532 Canadian dollars for eight tracks plus the master. Now, PreSonus also has a fader port eight that uses the same UI as the one track fader port, but it doesn't have a dedicated master track as found in the X-Touch. If you need more tracks, you can go with the fader port 16, which has 16 tracks, no master, or add the X-Touch extension to the X-Touch for eight more tracks. Both fader ports support the Mackie and HUI protocols, just like the X-Touch. But for me, the lack of that dedicated master in the multi-track PreSonus units is a missing. The fader port 8 is about $800 Canadian, and the fader port 16 is about $1,300 Canadian. The X-Touch is about $700 Canadian, and the X-Touch extender is about $560 Canadian. I do like the ability to use multiple extenders with the X-Touch, to make a really large board if one needs one. I don't need to, at least not at present, but who knows what will come. One thing to be aware of, once you get used to working with a control surface, going back to a mouse or trackpad alone is a real challenge. As always, thanks for listening. Please consider subscribing to the articles and the podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted. Until next time, peace. Thank <laughs> you.